and welcome to Devotions on the Psalms, Israel's Songbook, a podcast by Christ Lutheran Church in Brea, California. Today, Pastor Eric Lawson guides us through Psalm 21. Hello, welcome to another Psalm study. Uh, hope that this is a blessing to you. We are moving right along and we are on Psalm 21. So Psalm 21 is a pretty short psalm. Um, but it's one that I think we can all learn a lot from. We're going to see there's two big movements in the psalm. There's a movement of thanksgiving and gratitude, and then there is a movement that focuses on God's judgment and God's justice and how all of these things are good. So let's get right into it. This is Psalm 21. So Psalm 21, to the choir master, a psalm of David. O Lord, in your strength the king rejoices, and in your salvation how greatly he exalts. You have given him his heart's desire, and have not withheld the request of his lips. Selah. For you meet him with rich blessings. You set a crown of fine gold upon his head. He asked life of you. You gave it to him. Length of days forever and ever. His glory is great. Through your salvation, splendor, and majesty you bestow on him. For you make him most blessed forever. You make him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord, and through the steadfast love of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Your hand will find out all your enemies. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. You will make them as a blazing oven when you appear. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath, and fire consume them. You will destroy their descendants from the earth, and their offspring from among the children of man. Though they plan evil against you, though they devise mischief, they will not succeed. For you will put them to flight. You will aim at their faces with your bows. Be exalted, O Lord. In your strength, we will sing and praise your power. So Psalm 21 is a shorter psalm. Um, but like I said, uh, it's pretty powerful. And there's those two big movements, and maybe you notice that. So the first big movement happens from verses 1 to 7, and then the last 6, 8 to 13. Well, those are a little bit different. So it's interesting that it starts out either... David is speaking in, to about himself in third person, or someone is speaking to David because it keeps talking about the king, the king, um, and it is explaining all these blessings that God gives to the king. Um, and David certainly he sees this that God has provided for him, that God has given him so much. Because remember, when the prophet Samuel found David, he was just a shepherd keeping track of some sheep. He was the youngest of a whole lot of brothers. But God chose him, and God blessed him. And it wasn't easy for David. There were so many struggles and so many trials that David went through. But now David, his king, he sees God has provided for me this whole time. Uh, and remember, this is one of the famous lines that David says when he's in front of Goliath. Is He says, you know, the Lord has provided for me into my hands the lion and the bear. And he's going to provide into my hands even you. Uh, because he's the one who fights the battle, not me. And you can see this is one of the things that made David such a good king is he always recognizes where his success, uh, where his glory, um, where his rulership comes from. 
It comes from God's goodness and God's graciousness. And that's something we all need to remember. We need to be constantly looking back at our lives. And even though there's trials and struggles, and even though things can be really bad, we need to see God has always been providing for us. There are always things to be thankful for. Um, and we constantly need to be going back and thanking God for those things. And maybe if you're having a hard time doing it, start with some small things. Um, but just get into that habit of thanking God for things. And it's a really important thing to do in your prayers, too. Constantly be going back. Try to start your prayers with that, with prayers of thanksgiving. Just go through and list, God, what are some things I'm thankful for? And I've said this a few times, but there's a really good um, uh, discipline to do is when you're thanking God for things, think, uh, what would I thank God for if I knew that I wouldn't have whatever I didn't thank him for today, tomorrow? Does that make sense? So, whatever you didn't thank God for today, you would lose the next day. Well, you might start thanking God for quite a bit more. Um, but we have so much, we have so much that we have to thank God for. And of course, of course, the most important thing David also mentions, he says, this is verse 4, He asked life of you, you gave it to him, length of days forever and ever. Of course, you know, David's earthly life didn't last forever and ever. And he's buried somewhere in a tomb in Israel right now. But we know that he is alive with his Savior, Jesus Christ, right now, along with every other believer. And that's ultimately what we can all thank God for at all times, is we know that we don't have to fear even death. God provides for us, and we shall not be moved. This is what verse 7 says, For the king trusts in the Lord, and through the steadfast love of the Most High, he shall not be moved. And that is the same with you. Because of Christ's love for you, what he's done for you, the world can't touch you. And yeah, we can feel anxious and afraid and we, we feel tossed and turned. But ultimately, when we're connected to the rock, when we're connected to God's steadfast love, nothing can separate us. Absolutely nothing. All right, so then we have the second movement of this psalm. And Maybe you thought it seems a little intense. Uh, you know, there's stuff about blazing ovens, consuming in wrath, destroying descendants and their offspring from among the children of man. That seems pretty harsh. Um, but we need to remember, well, there's two things we need to remember with this. First is every human, everyone who's ever existed, there's only two end results for them either justice or mercy. And that's it. Those are the only two options available to us. Uh, of course, it's better to get mercy. Um, and we all can only get that through Jesus Christ. But to all those who reject Jesus Christ, who reject the gift that God gives to them, the only option they have left is justice. And justice is still good. God's justice is good. Um, it's not good to be on the receiving end of it, but the justice itself is still good. And David is saying this. There's nobody that gets away from that. Every sin, every single sin in on this earth throughout all eternity, the punishment will be paid. The price will be paid for it. The question is, who's going to pay for it? Are you going to pay for it? Or is Jesus going to pay for it? Trust me, you don't want to pay for it. Because what does paying for you it yourself look like? 
Well, it looks like a blazing oven. It looks like swallowing up with wrath and consuming and descendants being destroyed and offspring from among the children of man. And how about this one with verse 12? You will aim at their faces with your bows. I have to admit, I don't remember learning that Bible verse before, um, but that's pretty graphic. Um, But that's the judgment. They have those two options, justice, mercy. What's it going to be? And it also can give us a little bit of hope when we look out at the world and it seems like there's so much injustice and there's so much trouble. Um, and the guilty are always getting away with things and the innocent are always paying such a high price. Um, that, that justice will come. Um, and it won't be pretty for those who don't receive mercy. But it's coming. And we don't have to be worried um, that evil's going to get away with it. It won't. And that's why God tells his people, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. You don't have to worry about that. I will take care of that. And don't worry, it's not like I'm going to forget it either. Unless they repent and unless they receive the grace um, that you receive, that justice will come. There's also another way to understand this. Um, Not only that either justice or mercy is coming, but also we remember ultimately our enemy is not people. It's not other people. Our enemy is Satan. Our enemy is the dark spiritual powers. And this is something that St. Paul writes about. Our enemy is not flesh and blood. Our enemy is the dark forces. And so you could also think about these readings as David talking about those dark forces, which also won't escape justice. The day will come when Jesus returns. And finally, this battle between good and evil is done forever. And God will put underneath his heel sin, death, and the devil. Um, He'll win. And he will aim his bows at their faces, and they'll be done. Um, So this is also something for Christians. Remember, yeah, that justice, that justice comes. God cannot be beaten. God is powerful. God is mighty. God wins. It's one of the things we remember in the awesome song, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Uh, We have a champion who can't be overcome. He wins. His side wins. And we're not on his side because of anything we've done, uh, but purely through mercy and grace, totally undeserved, um, we get to be on that winning team. But that is where our hope is. So, brothers and sisters, uh, I hope this psalm can remind you to give thanks regularly. Give thanks for all the things that you have. God has given you each so much. Thank God for that every day. And two, remember, God wins. Give thanks for that too, that God wins. He is powerful. He is in control. um, And justice will come. Justice or mercy, that's it. Those are the only two options we have. So pray for that mercy. Um, you can you receive it through faith in Jesus Christ. You have become a child of God. You receive his pardon and forgiveness and mercy. Pray that everyone can come to that. But if they don't come to that, justice comes. And that's good too. All right, let's say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters um, as they join me together as we study these psalms. Lord, we pray that you would help us. Um, help us to give thanks. Help us to always be... Um, full of gratitude. Help us to always be grateful. And Lord, also give us hope. Don't let us be troubled when it seems like evil is winning and evil is getting away with things, Lord. We know that you are in control. We know that vengeance is yours. That, Lord, nothing can conquer you. 
Lord, give us peace. Give us gratitude, uh, most especially for your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose death and resurrection we have hope. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters, I just want to give you a quick word update. It looks like it's going to be any day now that little baby Clausen will be coming. So uh, keep an eye out for news. We'll try to let everybody know as soon as we can. So baby Clausen's not quite here yet, but they're coming. All right, God's peace. Bye. Thank you for joining us. As a reminder, follow Christ Bray on all social media outlets. Visit ChristBray.org.